What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 325th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ, on this. It feels very autumn in, in Wisconsin right now. Fall day, even though it's not fall yet. I guess it's almost fall, but fall into my heart. Will is here. That's, I don't even know what that means. Uh, you're marrying somebody else, so that doesn't work. But yeah, it's it's been raining here since Friday night, you know, when I was standing out st- outside at the Dirk Bentley concert. But um, marathon season has officially started, marathon training season. So here we go again. Gonna be putting in those miles every Sunday and feeling real miserable when it's time to record. <laughs> then you're gonna put one of them stickers on the back of your car that says like, I had one of those uh, a while ago, but it fell off, and I was like, you know what? You only need to do that once. No, get the sticker or put it on your car. <laughs> put the sticker on my car. Yeah, I've done multiple marathons, so it's not like <laughs> it's it's not like this is a big deal anymore. Greg, you're back again. I'm back again. Do you think it's pumpkaboo spice latte season in the Pokemon <laughs> world? Yes, it is. Because they started yes. early here. When did the, the pumpkin spice latte become real big? Was that, what, like 2006, 2005? Oh, more recent than that. I mean, it's been around for a long time, but I think like the craze started. In, like, I feel like it's a 2010 thing. Mm. I feel that's like when we crossed over. Because we were at the grocery store today, and there was literally in a display. Wow. Pumpkin spice Pop-Tarts, pumpkin spice Frosted Flakes, pumpkin spice mini wheat. Okay, are you guys ready? Yes. Starbucks started developing the pumpkin spice latte in January 2003. Following the successful introduction of winter seasonal drinks such as the peppermint mocha and eggnog latte. I mean, I do like the peppermint mocha. In fall of 2003, the final recipe was tested in Vancouver and Washington, D.C. Sales of the drink exceeded the company's expectations. Duke said we couldn't keep up initially. We had to expedite inventory to the stores. The product went on sale in all U.S. Starbucks stores the following year, so 2004. But blame it on D.C. See, I feel like the first time I heard it was 2006. That was my high school year in college, or high school year... <laughs> high school year in college. college. High school what? year in college. Yeah, that's what it was. I remember it clearly. No, it was my senior year in college. Senior year in high school, 2006. I'm 30 years old. Uh, I remember. Yeah, I remember that was probably the first time I ordered it because everyone was talking it up. Which would have and been. What did you think? I liked it. It was fine. I mean, I'm not huge on hot drinks. That's true. You, you like tea. Everything for you is lukewarm. Yeah, I'm 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 big on lukewarm drinks. <laughs> so we need pumpkin spice coke. Yeah, pu- room room temperature pumpkin spice. Room temperature Dr Pepper pumpkin spice. Dr Spice. How do you know pumpkin spice is not one of the twenty three spices that's used in Dr Pepper? That's it very, very be there. It. That'd be very very true. All right, let's get into some Pokemon stuff. Uh, we got actually a lot of a lot of news here. Some news just came out last night, so that's that's kind of probably gonna build out the rest of this episode. So we're we're gonna do some news, and then Will has Pokemon of the week. If we have time; we'll do other stuff. But there's a lot of stuff here, and whew, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We if all we like talking way too much. Yeah, we all do like to talk. Hey, uh, what do you guys think about pumpkin spice? <sighs> it, it, you know, <laughs> let's not get back on this old saw. 
All right, first bit of news here is get ready for the Pokemon Alolan Vulpix at Build-A-Bear Workshop. What? Nice. Uh, this is off comicbook.com. We actually have a lot of articles from comicbook.com. I think their Pokemon news is really bringing in the views, so they've been reporting on it pretty heavily. But uh, Build-A-Bear is about to launch in an online-exclusive Alolan Vulpix bundle that includes a 13-inch Alolan Vulpix plus, plush, a Vulpix cape, a Vulpix Sleeper, and a Vulpix 6-in-1 Sounds at Build-A-Bear, and an exclusive trading card. If you want to add your Alolan Vulpix to your Build-A-Bear Pokemon collection, here's what you need to know. They are available to pre-order starting Thursday, September 13th. If you don't mind missing out on some of the items that are exclusive online, you can save a few bucks by getting your own, make your own, Alolan Vulpix and Alolan Vulpix Cape separately at all U.S., UK and Canada Build-A-Bear worksho- workshops on the same date. You know, they're like in this article saying that the sleeper is super cute. It cannot hold a candle to how cute that cape is. I am sorry. Yeah, the cape is real good. That that thing is amazing. Oh, that's not what I think of when I think of cape, but now I want one. It's, it's like right? a parka. Well, it's like Little Red Riding Hood is what I would say. But yes. Boo! Oh, I'm looking at a red one. Oh, that's the holiday one on the Pokemon Center. That is this picture of that in blue. Oh. The blue is so pretty. Okay. It matches its eyes. It's a good blue. It's a good blue. Uh, the online exclusive Pokemon bundle, including the 6-in-1 Vulpix sound and the exclusive trading card, is $60. Gee. You want to make your own Vulpix at Build-A-Bear with the exclusive TCG card, 28 The cape itself is $12.50. Uh, and then Alolan Vulpix... Joins Pikachu, Eevee, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Vulpix, Meowth, and Jigglypuff as the ninth Pokemon being offered by Build-A-Bear Workshop and the Pokemon Company International. I mean, I'll pro- I will go Pokemon Go at the Mall of America and see if they're running a Build-A-Bear deal. Because every time I've gone, there has been a special deal at that Build-A-Bear. Yeah, we really missed out on that one deal where it was we did. That was a real good deal. But, but with the lack of Irene meant trouble. Yeah, she would have been very mad if I brought home plushes at Build-A-Bear that she didn't get to help build. She didn't get to kiss the heart before they put it inside its horribly sliced open chest. Right. Correct. Correct. Although, like, I still think it's a little weird that... Again, if you don't have a -A Build-A-Bear near you, but, like, the whole point of Build-A-Bear is watching it get built. So, like, buying it online, I feel like, is just a... I mean, in most cases, I'm more of a -A buy-a-bear person. (laughs) Oh, no. You've got (laughs) to do the whole process. Like, there's kids, though. I mean, you go when there's not kids around. (laughs) And you've got to be able to find that time, like, the last half hour before they close. Monday at 11 a.m. on lunch break. During the school year? There yeah. you go. I'll go visit Maddie at MOA and then hit up Build-A-Bear. How do you guys feel about uh, software setting for shiny Pokemon? I mean, that's not something I'd do for a job, but I know some fools who do. <laughs> yeah, like there's this guy who like runs a Twitch something or other. I don't know. Anyway, software set for shinies like 24-7. Oof, or over three or four days, I was like, Latius, show up. Mm. I was actually there for the Ladia, so that's a change. I'm very hey, rarely there. To be fair, I wasn't software setting. I was running away from that one. Okay. I mean, I have software set for natures. I do not have the patience to software set for shinies. 
I don't care about Chinese that much. All right. What if I told you that something that was very popular to software set in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, you can now pick up at GameStop starting September 7th, and you can get yourself a shiny poiple. I'm there. I mean, I hate GameStop, but I'm there. I'd say I believe you because I already saw that news article. Uh, all right, so <laughs> this is all Pokemon.com. Just a friendly reminder, they do have their own website where they report news. <laughs> Most of the trainers who encounter the Ultra Beast Poiple in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon found its usual violet color. Starting on September 17th, you can get your hands on shiny Poiple, whose radiant white hue will surely stand out in your Pokemon collection. From September 17th to October 7th, when you are visiting your local participating GameStop store, you can get a code that will let you receive a shiny Poiple in your game. The special Poiple will already knew the, know the move Dragon Pulse, meaning you can evolve it into Nagandadel as soon as it levels up. Poiple knows several other crafty moves, including Venom Drench, Nasty Plot, making it ready for you to battle your friends. Code cards will be available in GameStop only between September 17th and October 7th. Uh, the last move it knows is Poison Jab. Yeah, this was something that was distributed back in, I don't know, like four or five months ago in Japan. They just kind of had a random Poiple distribute, shiny Poiple distribution. And not all of Japan's distributions come worldwide. They do have a lot. They get a lot of distributions. But I don't know. I had a feeling this one would come, and it did. Uh, but they tied it to something, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit here. I'm just going to say I'm super happy because this is literally the only Pokemon I need for my living Pokedex. And now I can get oh, one as a shiny. Right. The other thing, just important to note, is it only works on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So I know with like the Latias Latios, which is currently at Best Buy, and the Kyogre Groudon that was before that, and the Dialga Palkia Gen 4 confirmed, all that stuff was Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and Sun and Moon. So you, if you had all four copies, you could walk in, get four codes, or connect to Mystery, get four times, depending on where you live. This is only Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. So if you're looking to get extras, I mean, if you're looking for like a shiny living dex or just a living dex, you probably get two, evolve one, keep the other one as Poiple, but you probably won't have any spares unless you have more than two copies of the game. Or I guess unless you have one of your copies and you saw, and you reset the whole game, Go through the first 30 minutes, get to the Pokemon Center, then get the mystery gift. I suppose that would work, too. That sounds like a lot of work, though. Certainly does. I, I mean, I will say this. The shiny version of Poiple is amazing. It's so cute. Shiny Nagandadel is also very good, because it looks like a hornet. I mean, very few people call hornets cute, but you know, <laughs> you go with your magic. The GameStop, or sorry, not the GameStop. The Best Buy thing is still going on for Latias and Latios. I did that today. Oh, l just real quick. Where were your code cards? Because I've talked to a bunch of people and they're always in a different area. But please, Greg, let me know what your <laughs> code cards were. Okay, so I haven't been to a Best Buy probably in like two years. And so we walked in because Brent had to get a birthday gift for his mom. And I'm like, well, let's just go to Best Buy because I need to pick up these codes. So the first thing, I couldn't find where the video games were. So I was wandering around, and then there was a special... Finally found the video game section, uh, which had a large Spider-Man section with nothing in it, because apparently that's all sold out. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's got to be on this special case that they have all the Pokemon cards on. Nope. 
It was on the bottom level below all of the 3DS games kind of pushed towards the back. Just a small pile, unattended. So I took four. Mm. Did they I have? Feel like I need to make a trip to Best Buy. Did they have like a little sign that said no. like, um, "Really?" I did not see a sign in in that Best Buy. Okay, so my Best Buy experience is: I walked in, walked right back to the video game section. I knew where it was, and I walked to the Nintendo slash 3DS aisle. It's like half Switch, half 3DS. And there was all the games on the shelf. And then on the shelf, there was like a sign, like an actual genuine sign. It was when I say sign, I don't mean like somebody like printed out like a Comic Sans sign saying like free codes. It was like a legit sign that was probably provided by the Pokemon Company International. But it hooked onto the shelf and it said, get your free special Latias Latios uh, with Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon. And then in fine print, it said, no purchase, codes are free, no purchase needed. And then it had a little picture of the Eon duo. And there was no codes there. So I kind of like walked around the aisles and the end caps and there was no codes. And I like, I was like, all right, I have no clue where they are. So I walked back up to the concierge desk. I don't know what it's called, but like you you guys have Best Buys with like, like a desk up front. And then there's a dude in yellow that like says hello to you when you walk in. Yeah, the please don't steal from my store guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was three guys just all crowded around that booth just chit-chatting. And I was like, hey, do you guys have the 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 special codes for, for Pokemon? And I think they thought I was talking about like the digital $40 download code for the game. Because they started walking me back. And then the guy kept flicking something in his hands. And I finally looked at it. And it was the Latios, Latios code. <laughs> And he was, like, talking about how Pokemon was really popular as we were walking back to the video game section. And halfway there, I was like, I need that. And he was like, what? And I was like, that code. That's what I'm looking for. He's like, oh, this? He's like, oh, we got a bunch of these. And then we walked back to the concierge desk. And he just, he's like, how many do you need? I was like, I would like four at least. And he was like, he handed me eight. And he was like, there you go. And I was like, all right, cool. So I would maybe advise. I've heard other places where... They are in different places. I've heard some people said they were they theirs were at the customer returns. I've heard that theirs were on like the end caps. I've heard that they were in a box below everything. That's on kind of like what Greg's was, except minus the box. I would just probably ask the uh, security desk when you walk in. It'll probably save you the trouble of doing a sca- unless you want the scavenger hunt of where these codes are in Best Buy. <laughs> Learn your Best Buy layout by hunting for the Aeon Trio. You thought finding them in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon would be hard. But yeah, that's where they were. Uh, also, the, at least this, by the time this episode goes up, uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were on sale at Best Buy, I think for $30 instead of $40. So that just kind of goes hand in hand with probably how these companies work together. I mean, Best Buy would probably want to be able to distribute the codes to get more foot traffic, putting the games on sales ensures that they sell the games, plus give away the codes. Weird partnership. So I'm assuming going back to the Poiple thing with GameStop, this is coinciding with the release of the new TCG set. Oh. Which is this, if, I'm sure I'm sure when like people got Shiny Savali, they were like, oh cool, Shiny Savali. That was in terms, 
has to do with the TCG set, just like Shiny Tapu Koko was part of the TCG set. So there is a reason why we do get shinies, shiny legendaries or shiny ultra beasts in the, the game. It's usually to coincide, get that synergy between, you know, the Pokemon stuff. But um, this is a press release here from the Pokemon Company International starting today. Fans of the trading card game will be able to pick up the latest special expansion, Dragon Majesti- Ma- Majesty. Sorry. Plus, on September 2017, players can get Shiny Poiple. Uh, but anyways, Dragon Majesty is an expansion that hosts uh, Draconic Pokemon, including Reshiram GX, Salamence GX, Dragonite GX, and of course, Charizard. Uh, will include 70 cards, including 6 GX Pokemon, Four full art Pokemon GX, four rare rainbow Pokemon GX, two prism stars, and two full art supporters. Each booster pack contains 10 cards from the expansion, including two guaranteed foils plus a basic energy. Uh, booster packs for Dragon Man- Majesty expansion will only be available via select Pokemon trading card products, uh, including Pokemon GX boxes and more. Yeah, those are out now, so you can get that now, but that is why Shiny Poiple is a thing. Um, what's a, a rainbow Pokemon? Uh it's a it's the same thing as a GX, but it's the rainbow shine on the whole oh, card. Oh, the special foiling. Yes. Ah, uh, I get it. That yeah, that just put me in mind of like I think it was 2012 when they, was it 2012 or 2013 when they first introduced Dragon Pokemon as a type in the TCG? Mm-hmm. It was like right around this time of the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was right around this time of the year because I remember it was like Fort Wayne Regionals. Hmm. The TCG is real weird with types. <laughs> yeah. It looks like there's a Victini in this set though, Will. I'm buying a case. A case? I mean, that's exciting. That's not the next major set, but they've been kind of doing these smaller sets uh, every now and then. They did, uh, what was it called? Oh, Shining Shining Legends, I think, uh, which was a couple months ago, where you couldn't actually buy individual booster. You couldn't actually... I'm, 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 sure, I'm pretty sure it's the same with this. You couldn't buy individual booster box, booster packs for Shining Legends, or I'm pretty sure this. You have to either buy the Elite Trainer Box... Or you have to buy like the three pack of cards. Oh, which makes that, it they must they maybe they just do that every fall because that's the same way it was when they introduced the dragon type. You had to get that box that had oh, yeah, like one card right. in it and then three packs. You're absolutely right. And the packs right, only because... had like excuse me. <laughs> you're actually right. Like this is a rare thing. No, I said you're <laughs> absolutely right. Because Shining Legends came out when I lost my job last year, which was October. And I was like, I really want to get Shiny Legends, Legends, Shiny Legends, because I was playing, that was what I was streaming full time at the time was Pokemon TCG. You really wanted to get Shiny Leggings, and you were like, well, the only way I can do that is if I get an Into the AM sponsorship, so I'm going (laughs) to give up working a regular 9-to-5 job and become a streamer, because I heard Into the AM sponsors every streamer out there. It's very true. The Salazzle card is super cool. It's not sponsored. Looking. I don't know if it's good, but I like the art. Uh, I haven't looked at any of the the cards from the set yet. I I know the ones they announced, but... I haven't really looked at to see if any ones were playable or good. Some other TCG news 
is there is a new set coming out. This is off Kutaku. Um, new Pokemon cards set selling out in Japan draws long lines. Today, the latest Pokemon expansion card set Super Burst Impact went on sale in Japan. Long lines formed in the reports of sellouts. A special Pokemon Center only bundle with two boxes of cards organizers also went on sale. As Japan site Kyu 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 explains, uh, the popularity of the Pokemon card games have been growing ever s- growing in Japan again. Uh, earlier this summer, the popular Japanese YouTuber Hajime did a video talking about how he's totally back into the card game. This latest Johto-based expansion set has ha- appears to have struck a nostalgic nerve with fans. Before we continue, it always not bothers me, but like it just kind of points out the disconnect that some Pokemon fans have. There was a set of TCG cards that came out, uh, I want to say like six months ago, and the set was like all Gen 4 based. And it was, I think, I think it came out right before the Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go, maybe it was, so maybe it was a little bit longer, but the whole set was Gen 4 based, and people were losing their mind and was like, this is Gen 4 confirmed, look at these cards, like, look at this, look at this, look at how, like, all these cards are Gen 4, but what, like, if you... Mm. If you if you mm. have no if you don't follow the TCG, which is fine, you don't need to. I'm not saying you do. Almost every like set of cards that get released follow a theme. Like the latest set that not not the latest set, but the set right before that was all X and Y based. Like it was like a bunch of Bonnie cards, and it was a bunch of Zygarde cards, and it was a bunch of other Pokemon from Gen Six. Like it was like Skidoo and Slurpuff and Aromatease, Talonflame, like, the the TCG sets always have some sort of theme that they push real hard, whether that's, like, a region theme or a type theme or, or like, a legendary theme. So, like, this newest set that's coming out, we don't have it here in America, is Johto-based. But it's always funny where, like, people are just grasping for straws to be, like, this is what they're doing next. Gen 4 confirmed. Look at this. Look at these cards from the set. Look at Bonnie. Uh, well, Bonnie's six, but they've been doing this for years. <laughs> Pretty sure this set that we're about to get, this Johto set uh, that we're going to get soon. I don't know what the English name is. Let me look it up real quick. But uh, it's supposed to be like the biggest TCG set ever released. Biggest Pokemon TCG set or the biggest TCG set of all TCGs? You know what I'm trying to get out there. Yeah, I think it's the biggest Pokemon TCG set ever released. Oh, now I definitely have to buy a case. Well, when when I was talking about um, when I was talking about the Dragon Majesty set, that was about seventy cards, which is which is like less less than like less than average, I would say. So on August third, the last set that came out, it was the seventh set from Sun and Moon. It contained about one hundred and sixty cards. Um, the set before that, which is Forbidden Light. Forbidden Light was uh, the the Gen 6 set. It included 130 cards. So, I mean, 70 cards to you know 130 to 170 is different. Uh, Shining Legends, which we talked about, was released October 6, 2017. That was that special set. I don't know what the... Is it really Lost Thunder? Oh, I yeah, mean, Lost Thunder. Yeah, Lost that's the Thunder. set. I prefer... 
A meaningful moment. I, I mean, a meaningful moment's pretty good. So Lost, Sun- Lost Thunder, which is in Japan, Super Burst Impact, uh, is the eighth set of the Sun and Moon expansion. Will feature- How does Super Burst Impact become Lost Thunder? I don't, I don't it's, know. It's the kanji that they use. It's looking for the lost cats of the Johto region, I believe. You mean the dogs? Uh, the legendary the, the, beasts? The lost cats, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the, the focus on the Johto region. Uh, this will have 210 unique cards. Which is a lot of cards. That's a huge set. Some would say it's three times more than 70. Some would say. uh, 13 new GX cards, 7 new Prism cards, uh, and several featuring Pokemon native to the Alola and Johto regions. The Japanese equivalent Super Burst set contained 95 cards, so I don't know what we're getting extra. That's always weird, too. The Japanese card like releases versus the US releases. They're not unified in a way. Uh, but there will be a Suicune and an Entei and a Raikou, I'm sure. I'm sure that they will all be bad except for Suicune, because usually in the TCG, Suicune is the only good one. <laughs> no, there was a good Raikou, and f- for Ray Eels, he would, like, tech in one or two. Yeah, it was okay. There was an okay Entei, too, but, like, none of them ever did spectacular. Uh, but yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. TCG news. Well... I mean, TCG stuff makes money hand over fist. I mean, you're literally printing paper with shiny stuff on it and people lose their minds. Let's talk about my specialty in life, spending money on fancy cardboard. You are correct, sir. All right. Well, we got some Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee news that came out from a TV show. Uh, But we will take a quick break first, and then when we come back, we will talk about that. We will be right back. Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, Patreon is a thing. This podcast and what I do for a living is funded by Patreon, by you all who listen and take that extra step to back on Patreon. Man, I hate doing this. It always sounds like I'm chilling out which is kind of what i'm doing but in all seriousness i do this like once a month i try not to bother you guys every week about it but as of this recording there are new patreon rewards that i rolled out we revamped a lot of the rewards to make them more enticing and feel like you're getting something back what you're putting in the basis the thing we always talk about is if you sign up for patreon you for two dollars a month you get access to our slack community which has over 300 active, amazing people that are all extremely delightful and fun to hang out with. For $5 a month, if you decide to support It's Super Effective, you do get access to our Sun and Moon anime podcast, where Irene and I talk about each episode of the Sun and Moon anime. And if you sign up today or you haven't done so already, there's over 15 episodes that you can get right away. So if you need something more to listen to, there was a lot of demand for uh, more interaction between just the podcast and the community so for ten dollars a month there's a new tier if you're a community addict where you can help shape the way of the podcast i think if you like remember when we did uh where the community suggested moves for pokemon of the week something like that Uh, a little more controlled though Uh, but there's a whole bunch of other rewards that you can check out if you go over to patreon.com slash it's super effective or even easier, super easy, isc.cash, that'll get you there too. 
There's other rewards there, being a producer, getting mail. If you want to listen to the stuff that gets cut out of the podcast, there's a reward level for that. And a whole bunch of other stuff, especially since we're now gearing up for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. There's going to be a bunch of stuff this fall. If you want to support the show and see more stuff, again, this is what I do for a full-time job. In the last couple of months, our listens have been way up, and I think that's because of the excitement of Let's Go Pikachu and all the Pokemon Go news that has been happening lately. But we've actually been at a pretty low point for patrons as we've lost over 40 patrons in the last 60 days, and that's partly or slash mostly due to the fact that Patreon switched banks and a lot of other creators, including myself, lost a bunch of patrons because of the new bank they switched to denied a bunch of credit cards you would like to jump on or maybe your credit card got denied and you didn't realize it like i said before isc.cash and we'll keep putting out episodes of it's super effective you'll be able to support me more importantly be able to hang out with like-minded trainers if you join the slack community or if maybe you're not into slack but you want you want the raw episodes you want to hear what gets cut out or you want some stickers in the mail or you want to help suggest a topic for future shows, we have a bunch of rewards that you can check out. I try not to bother you guys with this. I only try to do this like once a month. Make the episodes the best I can for you guys every single week. And I cannot thank you guys for the support, all the listens, all the Patreon backers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll let you guys go. ISE.cash if you want to support. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye! And we are back from our break. We have some Let's Go news here. But before we get to that, real quick, we got two things not Let's Go related I just want to take care of. Uh, September, there are bonuses for Pokemon Duel. I know, riveting. There are some people at the edge of their seat for this stuff. On September, Pokemon Duel is not a bad game. It's a good game. It's just the, it's the one too many game. That yeah. It's like, out of all the other games, that one's just one too many. Uh, on September 3rd, after the Pokemon Duel update, new figures will be included in the September Booster Pack. It will have a chance to obtain Poipal and Nagandadal and Latios and Latias. Weird, huh? Hmm. I'm hmm. back in. I'm back in. I'm getting my Poipal in Pokemon Duel. It's like something synergy. Something, something synergy. And uh, Haxorus will be available until September 30th. Starting September 3rd until September 10th, uh, there will be login bonuses, and they will receive a free September booster pack. There's a chance of obtaining a new plate in the login bonus, which will increase the damage for Mega Latios and Mega Latias by 30. In addition, Alolan uh, Pokemon will be featured during the event. You'll get Alolan Grimer, um, Alolan Raichu, and Alolan Sandshrew, and Alolan Sandslash for... Dragon Gym Cup team match event and Queen's Cup, respectively. I don't know what these cups mean. I've never played, but... You win buildings in the game, and each building has, like, a boss. So get your Pokemon Duel on, I suppose. Uh, some other bit of news here is... Can you... Hirochi is to... Yes, I can, Hirochi. <laughs> so know what that means. Uh, Ban hammer. They will... Uh, <laughs> Woo! They will voice Professor Oak and Samson Oak. TV Tokyo announced on Monday that Kenyu Hirochi is set to replace the late Yun... Yun I'm super, super sorry about these names. Yunsho uh, 
Ishizaki, uh, Ishizaka, who died from who died from cancer, as the voice actor of Professor Oak and Professor Samson Oak. He will be included in the episode airing from October twenty first onwards. Uh, Ketchki Nakagawa has taken over the role of narrator since Ishizaka did both narrator and Oak. Interesting, they're splitting it between two people now. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of the anime, the Pokemon anime reveals its first tie-in with Pokemon Let's Go. The Pokemon anime has revealed one of the first ways it's going to tie up into the upcoming Pokemon games. Fans have been wondering for months how the long-running Pokemon anime will tie into Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Although Ash made a brief return to the Kanto to see his friends Brock and Misty in Pokemon series Sun and Moon, it doesn't appear they'll make an extended return to the region, even though Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are set in Ash's home region. But to be fair, I mean, they ran... They ran X and Y all the way to Sun and Moon. Like, they didn't do anything special for Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Uh, they did in the Mega Evolution specials, kind of. Yeah, but not with, like, the actual Cartoon Network. Was it Cartoon Network at that time? I think so. Was it? Oh, yeah, I think it was. It's it, just, it switched to Disney XD. It switched to Disney DX. Sun and Moon. A recent preview of the upcoming Pokemon episode was first uh, was revealed one of the first tie-ins to the game. The preview showed Ash traveling to Pikachu Valley in the Alola region, encountering a female Pikachu with bangs. While most of the internet has gone... Oh, sorry, this is off comicbook.com. While most of the internet has gone nuts over the prospect of Pikachu picking up a girlfriend, this banged Pikachu also re- re- represents a subtle tie-in to the new games. In Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, players can customize their Pikachu and Eevee with a variety outfit and styles, including the never-before-seen bangs on the female Pikachu. The option will allow them to make their Pikachu their truly their own, and will always give it will also give their Pokemon an outfit to match the character. Pikachu Valley first appeared in Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and the new Pikachu is definitely a not-so-subtle nod at the upcoming games. And I believe for our UK-based uh, language speaker listeners, uh, that is fringe, not bangs. Fringe. Fringe. That's the word they use at Hair Academy. Ugh. We'll, we'll see what it is uh, when it, it arrives, I suppose. Uh, going back to X and Y, though, there were three seasons. There was X and Y, there was X and Y Kalos Quest, and then there was X, Y, and Z. Is it what Adventures in Ultra Sun or Ultra, Ultra Adventures or whatever it's called right now? What's the newest Dude, season? You're called? the one who's got the podcast completely about this one program. <laughs> Can't you get it together? What am I paying my extra money for? Ultra Adventures. I was right. I'm sure the, after that it will be like Ultra Beast Adventures or something of this sort for another wouldn't, season. Wouldn't it have been hilarious if they started the Ultra Adventures and they basically just rebooted the <laughs> Sun and Moon? It's just the same, it's the same one, except small Ash, variations. Gets, Ash, Ash just gets through it a little bit faster this time. <laughs> exactly. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. This is finally, man, comicbook.com, sponsor of the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, if they're interested. Uh, yesterday, the Pokemon-themed... This was actually yesterday. This article is correct and based off our recording. Yesterday, the Pokemon-themed variety show po- Pokechi revealed that the upcoming Nintendo Switch games would not use HMs. What? What? No 
HMs, Greg. It's been confirmed. Canceling my order right now. If I can't have to have an HM slave on my team to get through a game, I'm still going to play it. Well, it was there's a there's hot debate, right? Because if you saw some of the trailers, you saw the little bushes you have to cut, like right before Lieutenant Surge's gym, and right by where the old guy teaches you how to catch a Pokemon. Like it's very obvious, as obvious those bushes were there. Is that cut. old guy Professor Oak? No, it's like Doesn't the Professor it, Oak teach you how to catch a Pokemon. No, it's the guy no. that's like right outside Ridian City because. When you did the missing no glitch, you'd have to like talk to him and then immediately fly to Cinnabar and then start surfing. But wait, you have to know how to catch Pokemon before you get that far in the game. Yeah, but part of the missing no glitch was you like went back to him after the game was done, and he will st- he would still teach you how to catch a Pokemon if you talk to him. Okay, you don't remember this, Greg? Back me up. My, no, my memory is shot. I I'm in, I in, believe in... you, but. He's standing, because when they did the teachy TV, though, he still sat, stood there, and did he say, like, I used to teach people how to catch Pokemon. But yeah, he's there in, uh, is it Viridian City? Yeah, Viridian City. Viridian. The upcoming Nintendo Switch games would not use HMs, which grant Pokemon special moves that overcome overworld map obstacles. Instead, Pikachu and Eevee will both learn special techniques that they can learn in addition to their regular moves. I'm pretty sure the, if you watch the... Well, this is a TV show, so I don't know if there's like a full trailer out for it yet besides people capturing video themselves. But if you find that video, it shows Pikachu using its tail to cut the tree. The reveal came when Pokemon director Masuda revealed that Pikachu uh, revealed Pikachu using a move Splash Surf in battle against a Geodude. The surfing version of Pikachu dates back to Pokemon Yellow, where players could play a special mini-game mini by transferring a Pikachu from Pokemon Stadium into the game. Pikachu and Eevee can use moves Diagonal Cut... Diagonal... Diagonal... Diagonal Cut... It's not a real word. It's diagonal, but cull. Yeah, diagonal cut. Is this a word? Is this a real word? It is not a real word. I have never heard of diagonal. To cut Where down... Where are you tr- seeing this? I'll post... Book.com. I'll post the sentence in... Diagonical cut. Yeah, hmm. diagonal cut. All right, there you go. I think somebody... Diagonal alley cut. Yeah, I, well, diagonally, right? But yeah, uh, it looks like too many letters to be a typo. Yeah. We but need then again, it's a Japanese is... program, so it's I mean, not you're, translated. You're talking about the company that has like Ampharosium Z or whatever. Well, this is true. What, Ultra Necrosium... Ultra Z. Yeah. As like one word. The cut to uh, to cut down trees and water walk water walk to pass over certain patches of water. It is likely the players will need to unlock these moves, much in the way the players need to, to obtain the original HMs in the older Pokemon games. However, unlike HMs, these techniques won't take up one of Pikachu's move slots. HMs were a key part of the older Pokemon games, but were transitioned out in Pokemon Sun and Moon. The Ride features also returning to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, but only with Pokemon that players have in their collection. Several several moves were showcased in the new trailer, which hasn't been uploaded online by Nintendo. Eevee has a new fire-type move called Flare Burn, while Pikachu's surf move is called Splash Surf. Based on previous promotional art, it is likely that Eevee will be able to use the moves 
based on its various evolutions, while Pikachu will know a flying type attack reference to flying Pikachu seen in Pokemon Yellow. We were likely to hear this information from Pokemon Let's Go features during the upcoming Nintendo Direct that was delayed due to several weather issues in Japan. They just get... So your partner Pokemon just get a, a special move. So it's not multiple ride like Sun and Moon. Is that what we're understanding? I think the too long didn't read. If you have Lapras in your... <laughs> If you have Lapras in your party, you can you just use Lapras to surf. But if you don't have a water Pokemon in your party to get across a body of water, it seems like Pikachu and Eevee will provide some use to get across. Yeah, but also keep in mind, right, you don't have to go to a computer to access your other Pokemon. That's so, true. Yeah, the bag the box the bag in the box. So maybe you just have like that Lapras shows up when you need it to. It's a, it's exciting. I think I was I was very worried because you would see Pokemon games progress uh like X and Y with character customization and stuff. And you're like finally I could be a darker skinned trainer. I can wear a hat, I could not wear a hat, I could wear shorts, I could not wear shorts. This feels like me playing a Pokemon game. This is great. And then all of a sudden Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire came out and they were like, "Nope, you're just going to be May and Brendan." Don't no. Nope. You know, you, I know you love you guys loved it, but we got to stay true to these games. When you battle the Elite Four, they're going to have identical Pokemon because there wasn't enough Gen Three Pokemon to mix it up. So you know, the Ice Pokemon's the Ice Gym Leader is going to have two Glalie and two Frostlass, and yeah, just deal with it. Even though there's 800 Pokemon to choose from, we're going to stay faithful. Ignore the Mega Evolution stuff we tacked on in. Got to stay faithful. The, uh... That so what shiny you... badge quest is kind of starting to wear you down. Sir. Bitter party it... of one. I finished it. So when you look at something like Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and you say, oh, it's inspired by, it's based off yellow, you're like, oh, man, are they going to bring back HMs? Are they going to do this? Like, I don't want to play. I, don't... I get it. Some people want it to be. I... For me, I never, I always hate when when stuff is like 100% faithful to the point where it's just like, yeah, you reproduced it with good graphics and you brought it up to date, but like you kept mechanics that were so ancient from like 15, 20 years ago that doesn't make it fun anymore. Like I always like if you're going to reimagine something, just go all out and make dramatic changes. Because if I really wanted to play the original, I can always just play the original. So it always bothers me when that I mean the elephant for that is like Final Fantasy 7 where everyone and their mother wanted a remake of that game because it's the most whatever talked about final fantasy game but like that game's going to come out and please no one if they make it a hundred percent identical it's going to have a lot of pacing issues and just a lot of 1990 issues brought up and if they change too much people are going to be like this isn't the game i grew up with as nostalgia as a child i didn't realize that final fantasy 7 had a huge uh discussion of um what was that thing greg about like if you see some crime or so see somebody being injured you're supposed to go and help them good samaritan good laws Samaritan laws. <laughs> if you are not being a good samaritan you are breaking the law that that was big in the 90s that was huge in the 90s hm's not coming back is a huge relief <laughs> as somebody who just played through all of omega ruby alpha sapphire which is extremely extremely Great heavily relied on hms and wonderful it was bad great it was so good x and y and omega ruby alpha sapphire were 
based off the same engine. Uh, and when you play through X and Y, there are points where you need to cut bushes. Like very early on, I think on the like the the route three, there's a bush that you can cut, and I don't think you get cut right away because that's like right before the the first gym. But X and Y never felt like you actually needed HMs to get through that game. Surfly, you needed strength for shortcuts because it did require a lot of. There was a track. cave. Yeah, there was a cave. I mean, um, it, X and Y had it. The only thing X and Y really got away from was cut blocking areas. Cut flash. was very optional, but no everything flash. else was still like, "Hey, guess what? You can go the long ray, or you can have strength, which will give you a shortcut after you've already done it." And then the Elite Four battles, where everyone has the same Pokemon. Just come on, just give them different Pokemon at this point. Who cares? Like you don't have to be a hundred percent faithful you already added mega evolution and the champion is already going to mega evolve their metagross at this point just give the ice person like two different ice pokemon so i'm not fighting two glalie and then two frostless and one whalerin and then the ghost person was like two dust noirs one dust clops like come on uh wrong dust clops two bayonet a sableye and a dust noir all right so still two and two, still two Pokemon from the same evolutionary line, and then two Banet. They should have just went all out and like surprised you with Gen four or five or six. Like they were, I don't know that. It really kind of bothered me. Yeah, but you're bothered by things. There's eight hundred. We know we as players, we know there are eight hundred Pokemon at this point, and there's nothing more bothersome than fighting a trainer with like. Oh, cool, you have two Glalies. I'm going to do the same thing I did the first one. I mean, there weren't 800 Pokemon at that point, but that's okay. But, oh, but they already broke the mold with Mega Evolution. So, like, that's a bad excuse. Like, that's just a bad excuse. Also, the Delta episode, they're using Gen 6 Pokemon. She, like, the first Pokemon Zenyatta throws out is... Zenyatta from Overwatch? Is, is Tyranitar. Or not Tyranitar, sorry, not Tyranitar. Um, Tarantrum. Like, she uses all Gen 6 Pokemon. Like, they already break the mold several times in that game with what you can, with Gen 6 Pokemon and other stuff. Like, they should have uh, yeah, just went sure all out. I'm pretty sure Tyranitar doesn't get Mold Breaker. They should have just went all out with the Elite Four. It would have made it way more memorable than instead of like, oh yeah, I remember this is exactly the same from 15 years ago. Cool. I'm just going to one-shot everything and move on. Not saying that different Pokemon would prevent you from one-shotting. <laughs> you would have one-shot would... anything no matter what they put in there. And in, it... There would have been more variety, at least. Listen, did How become champion before you, or did oh, you show God. up at the same time? <laughs> I okay, never so got to weigh into road. that nightmare conversation. <laughs> for victory oh, y'all, with your timings and cheaping out of How. What a look! I just wanted my. I will say the battle with Wally, though, very good. The battle with Wally is great because Wally is great because Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire are great. Yeah, and it's almost like they broke the mold with Wally and gave him they Mega did. Gla- Glade, which is a Gen Four Pokemon. Last time I checked, they didn't do Check that with again. the Elite. They didn't do that with the Elite Four. Now, did they? They did it with Wally though, which made that Wally battle real cool. Because the Elite uh, Four the falling, were made before like, Wally went on his journey. Yeah, I also think the falling like. Cherry blossom petals is what made the battle with Wally so cool, wasn't it? Is that the one that has like the falling leaves and stuff? Uh, yeah, it's it has like a bunch of like red plants around him, and there's like you're in like a calm cave with water running through it. The Wally battle is good. I will absolutely stand by that. But 
The Elite Four was very disappointing. Looked good. Their Pokemon choice is just disappointing. Anyways, this is going back to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, <laughs> where they could make these choices of not changing anything, but it sounds like they're changing stuff. So I like that there are no HMs. Yeah, but it's also, it's not Let's Go Yellow, right? They, they aren't making a remake. They're basing it off of an existing thing, but they've already stated it's different by naming it different. Yes. Like, if it was yellow, I would... Ex- like, if they made it Pokemon yellow... It was Omega or yellow. <laughs> electric yellow or Delta yellow, then I would expect it to be a faithful remake because that's the naming convention. But this is clearly stated by the name of the game to be a different game. So I'm not surprised they changed things, even though they're basing it off of yellow. Yes. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Yes. <laughs> They had people there to manage the flow of traffic. Be like, hey, walk this way or hey, walk this way. Just to keep it clear. Uh-huh. Walk this way or hey, walk this way. That all went okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo promises cloud saves on Switch won't work for every game. This is off Ars Technica. The first paid online service for Nintendo Switch, simply named Nintendo Switch Online, is set to arrive some point later this month. We're waiting on a few key details, one of them being uh, the service emerged on Fridays on Friday via the Nintendo official site. And that's not a great one. There will be specific limits to the service's promised cloud-saved support. Nintendo's Switch Online is $20 a year and includes the cost to promise to save your data online for easy access, which, for the uninitiated, is the only way to back up your Switch game's save data when it launches. Currently, should your Nintendo be lost, stolen, or damaged, you cannot progress through games like Breath of the Wild or Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, um, and you cannot personally back up the save data to a hard drive. Full system backups can be transferred from one console to another only if the host system is not too damaged to power on. An eagle-eyed member of the Reset-era gaming community noticed on Friday that Splatoon's 2 newest listing on the official site for the upcoming Starter Pack version includes a new piece of warning text that states, quote, The game does not support saved data cloud backup. It is unclear exactly whether the, when this text was posted, but a quick internet search for the exact phase, limited solely to Nintendo.com domain, brings up the warning for the following Switch games. NBA Playgrounds, NBA 2K19, FIFA 19, Dead Cells, Dark Souls Remastered, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. The discovery confirms the bad news that Nintendo hinted back in May that most games will work with the paid service cloud feature, which is a nice way of saying that somebody, some would not. Determining the common fast- factors of those games is difficult, especially since few of them aren't out yet. If the online connectivity is a factor, it doesn't necessarily explain Dead Cells' issue, since the indie game's sole online operation is a daily challenge, random level download. These games also run the gamut of rendering engines, include to the 
including popular engines like Unreal or smaller fry options like Dead Cells, Dead Cells Fork of Heaps. Update, though, this is an update as of a day or two ago. In a statement to Ars Technica, Nintendo of America offered an explanation for why some Switch games won't support the online cloud save feature. Quote, in certain games, this feature would make it possible, for example, to regain items that have been traded to other players or revert to an, a higher online multiplayer ranking session that has been lost, end quote. The company added specific answers to why Splatoon would skip the feature to ensure, to quote, to ensure that save data backups cannot be used to unfairly affect the online multiplayer rankings, end quote. The statement does not clarify why other first-party games with leaderboards are on the rankings, particular ARMS, which is somehow immune to this issue. The company did respond for a complete, re- uh, the company did not respond for our request to a complete list of effective games as of press time. We've reached out to devs and the listed indie games, uh, the listed games in hopes of turning up more information as well. Nintendo was set to host a Nintendo Direct video this week, which may have revealed more about the paid online service. However, that video was delayed in light of major earthquake in Japan this week. Somebody file the Freedom of Information Act against Nintendo so yes, we can get please. to the root of what is going on here. I mean, I think it's simple. They, they don't want you to revert back. Oh, no, you're, you're 100% correct. Because, and, and actually, you know what? I wouldn't even be surprised if it's just based on the communities that uh, people in the Pokemon community have proven time after time, year after year, that they will go to all extents to hack the games to give themselves an advantage um, against the Terms of Service and the EULA. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Splatoon community is just as bad because they did that whole thing where they could lure you into a map that wasn't published yet and ruined your game. <laughs> And probably, I guess, the NBA and the FIFA communities are just as bad, but every other community is like, no, we're, we're not going to hack games when <laughs> I change our leaderboard rankings because we're honest and, and good people. So they're like, okay, well, no, actually, probably those games use a different leaderboard system that isn't just wasn't put into place for these other games. Combination of both, little A, little B. I mean, I think it's disappointing. I think it's understandable, but I think it's disappointing for things like Pokemon Let's Go. Like, like the, the, the conceit that we buy in that a bunch of these items, etc., are super rare and not hack-inable to the game, period. And that... You're already doing the long con for Master Balls, so... I mean, I've been doing the long con for Master Balls for a long time. But is it, it the long con, or is it what they want want you to do to begin with, right? They want you to trade with other people to collect IDs to get Master Balls. Like, that is what they intended. Well, yes, yeah. but someday Greg will break, and he'll say, but I could do this so much easier if I just keep cloning my backup file and getting Master Balls. I mean, Master Ball that I never, ever use. I think it's a solution for a problem that everybody wants to believe is bigger than it is and that it's a bigger deal than it is. I mean, I don't... What amount of items that you can get legally? The only thing that this cuts out is the illusion of time. And I don't, I don't think know. You it's could, worth you it. Could, you could trade me your shiny poiple and let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee, and then... It's- you have my shiny poiple now, and then I restore my last save, and hey, I got my shiny poiple back. And I could have also gotten 17 codes from my friend at GameStop, 
and restarted a different game, saved them a thousand times and transferred it over. It's the illusion of time that we've decided to demonize. And it's fine. Like, I get it that that's a big hill for people to die on. I just think that for a majority of people who would like to have, you know, that safety net for when their four-year-old brother comes in, starts up their game, and erases everything, that they'd have some way of recovering that, or something happens to their switch, something happens that's out of their control, and they aren't looking at, I just lost, you know, my last year of Twitch streaming and all the shinies I got there because I can't be allowed to have a backup. I can't have that safety net because... Some people might cheat in a certain way that really they could get anyways through a much harder, more difficult means. It's just somewhat silly, especially for a service that you're paying for. I mean, you do have some backup because you've got Pokemon Bank. Right. You have a different... Technically, Pokemon fans have a different service we're paying for. And I would argue that technically, Pokemon fans, while Pokemon is the biggest media franchise in the world, and while we know that Pokemon is the system mover that Nintendo wants it to be. And we do know that Nintendo owns a majority in the Pokemon company, even though it's not like, uh, it's not a Mario, it's not a Zelda, it's not a Metroid. It's Pokemon, which is always very weird, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, makes sense. Like, we have technically our own service. And who's to say, just because this news came out and this news says, hey, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee, doesn't work with nintendo's switch online service that doesn't necessarily mean that like pokemon like pokemon bank has to work (laughs) i mean we hope pokemon bank will work and we don't know if pokemon bank's gonna get better or if pokemon bank's gonna provide that us that service because i think if you care enough about this issue if you care enough so i feel like you either fall into one camp you either fall into the camp of like you don't care about Pokemon Bank, so why would you care about this? Because I feel like if you actually care about your Pokemon backing up your Pokemon, you have Pokemon Bank, and you've had Pokemon Bank for the last four years, I think it's been. Or you just don't care, so this issue doesn't affect you. And so if you do fall into this camp where this issue bothers you, that, hey, why isn't the Switch backing up my Pokemon or my, my Pokemon games, then you would probably want and expect Pokemon Bank to come which is a service you've been paying for for several years. In terms, I would think that you would want, one, that service to get better, and two, maybe handle... Maybe that service handles our problems or our our concerns better than the Switch online service can do because it's already kind of been doing it for four years. It just hasn't been doing it in this way. Does that make... I don't know if I'm making sense with that. Somewhat, I mean... Because I think, I think a lot of people who have Pokemon Bank, they would probably pay... I bet they would pay double. I bet they would pay $10 a year for Pokemon Bank to do more. I mean, they probably would. But at the same yeah. time, if I'm paying $20 for an existing online service for everything else on my Switch, why can't Pokemon Bank be wrapped into that, be a part of that service, and allow me to save? Why, why is I this one franchise yes. separated out from every other f- part that goes into the online server? Like... It's a weird disconnect that singles out this particular game for kind of weird reasons. And it 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 may change once the 2019 game comes out, or they may say, you know what, we are going to roll Pokemon Bank into the price of 
the online server. It just takes us a while to get there. But right now, it seems a very weird segregation of a very popular series to say, you pay $5 for this, and then you pay $20 for all of your other games because you're a Pokemon fan, and we know we can get money out I of you. I don't think it's that weird, though. Name me another game that from, like, 14 years ago that you can connect that game to a recent game. Like, like I can connect... Heck, I can bring Pokemon from Gale of Darkness all the way up into Pokemon Bank and put them in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Like, name another series that isn't World of Warcraft or isn't another MMO <laughs> that you could do that with. And with World of Warcraft, you are paying a separate f- fee monthly for that. Like, there is no other console-based game that actually does what Pokemon does. There's no other console-based game that lets you move Pokemon 13 years ago over, that lets you trade with people every generation, that lets you... Yeah, but there's no other game that also does that. Yeah, and and I agree with Greg. It's like Nintendo's saying, we we provide a backup service for every game except for these six games. These six games have an alternate backup service that you have to pay uh, even more for. And it's like, why can't you just roll the cost of that alternate backup service into the cost of the Nintendo service overall? The the $20 I'm paying per year. Which, I mean, why are people I mean, complaining about $20? I mean, it's only $20. If it was more expensive, I'd probably be more put out by it. I mean, as it is, it's mostly for argument's sake that it seems just a weird decision. There is sort of a hope that their view of bundling and saving and an online service would evolve a little bit with this release. And I'm just not seeing it with this. And that's a little disappointing. I think it doesn't help that the Nintendo Direct got delayed. I don't think so either. But I'm and this glad is also that they their delayed first it. Try at a subscription online service where, like, yeah. Microsoft yeah, well, and Sony have been well, doing that forever. They have Nintendo's never had a good track record, track record no. of doing online stuff. I will say though, like, I think the 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 ultimate problem we're we're getting to is not the price. I don't think like at the end of the day, this twenty dollars doesn't mean anything. If it if it's twenty dollars and it backs up your Zelda, cool. I don't know how many people actually will like rely on that. I've been backing up all my cloud games to PS4 for eight plus years now. I don't think I've ever had to restore a single backup. Obviously, accidents happen. Kids will come in, accidentally delete something. You'll break your console. It's nice to have that security in place. But I think we're getting to a point now where, and Will mentioned this earlier, that it was our it was Pokemon fans' fault we've gotten to this point of like they will do anything they can to duplicate or to hack or to <laughs> spread their Pokemon because they don't want to put the time and effort into the game. But it's Let, clear it's a minor group of fans. And it's a minor group that does most things that everybody says it's your fault that is this way. I mean, that is that is a case in point of every game that existed online. There is a small community that exists to break it. So, like, it's not all Pokemon fans. I mean, there are so many things to stop bots in Final Fantasy XIV, in World of Warcraft, in every game that has online, there's a small people who break it, and there's a large people who pay the price for that small group. It's not just a Pokemon thing. No, no, it's no. An it's an online not. game thing. But that's, I think that's, that's, that's the, the, bullet i think that we have to either accept at this point or start to accept as we all merge into this cloud-based online-based only world 
Whereas in 1999, the only thing you could you you could do the missing no trick to duplicate. You could you know pull out your link cable to duplicate Pokemon. I mean, that wasn't probably that big of a deal. But as we got into the series, the Pokemon Company, whether or not they'll admit this, it's it seems like they are passionate about providing exclusive events. Like, you can get this Pokemon at this event. Shiny Zygarde, we saved it for June of 2018. If you missed it, you missed it. Shiny Deance in Japan, this is how you get it. Shiny Mew in the map quest in Japan, this is how you get it. They they clearly care about releasing Pokemon at certain times with certain features to make it memorable. And I think a good example was earlier this year, took them 20 years, here's your shiny Celebi. You gotta buy Crystal on the eShop, you gotta play through it, get ready to soft reset, 45 seconds of soft reset. But hey, you guys wanted it, you asked for it, we did it. It probably sold a lot more copies of Crystal than they <laughs> than they would have done without adding Celebi to it. They care about that stuff. Yeah, and- but even beyond that, um, Pokemon is very unique in the com- competitions that are available using Pokemon, where you basically have your self-configurable team that you build through the breeding mechanics and all the other things that... You know, having to do chain breeding for some moves or some moves can only be done in a move tutor in a previous generation and bring them down and everything like that. Like, name me another game that does that. So the stakes of being able to hack, duplicate and everything like that um, become that much higher because there actually is a financial incentive to have hacked Pokemon that you can bring into competitions and use and to save the time yeah, it would take to normally get those. I mean, they're the double-edged sword of their exclusivity is it also encourages people to 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 get the thing that people put value on because it's so hard to get. Like right. it's great that they made these memories, but it also creates that desire in people to break the rules of the game to get that exclusive thing. So it does both. It's not, you know, them making these memories or you get Zyne, Shiny Zygarde this one time just means if you've missed it for whatever reason or your GameStop was a jerk and wouldn't give you codes, then you have an incentive to go to somebody who can trick the game to give you that thing so that you're with everybody else. Yeah, and that that, that problem, that problem of like, I'll do whatever it takes to get what I missed of, of I'll, I'll get a hack, I'll hack it myself. I'll try to duplicate it. That problem that they have created, that problem will always exist unless they pull the trigger and they make Pokemon do an online check before you sign into the game. And they've done this before. They did it with Pokemon Shuffle. They do it with Pokemon Duel. They do it with more or less Pokemon Go. Obviously, it doesn't check whether you sign in because (laughs) you are always signed into Pokemon Go. More or less, you have to play it with the internet. But like, They've done it, and they definitely cared. Like, it, Will can speak to this as a as as both of us were hardcore shuffle players. You had to do your online check to make sure you weren't cheating, trying to get coins. But it made those. It, it does what other games have done. Have the World of Warcrafts, or the Final Fantasies, or even the Destiny, Destinies and Destiny Twos of there is this online check to prevent 
the issue that they're trying to literally prevent in this article of people duplicating items or restoring past saves or duplicating Pokemon. Like, we cannot have both. And I think that's getting more and more clear that if if the Pokemon company wants to get to the point where people are no longer cheating, they need to do some sort of online check. Because as long as I don't have to go online and I have figured out how to cheat or how to Pokehex or how to do whatever, I'm going to continue doing that. And now that's hurting players that want that saved back up, right? Because we can't, we, because the people, the small amount of people that are cheating are, are affecting it for the rest of the people that want cloud backup. And I know right now, not everyone wants Pokemon to do an online check before you sign in because not everyone plays Pokemon with internet. And so like, Correct. it is not fair to either side. Oh yeah, it really sucks. I mean, even with like Destiny 2, I logged in and I saw all the things I've earned over the last four years. And I was like, man, I didn't play during season three of Destiny and I'm missing these three emblems. And there's no way for me to get those three emblems because I didn't play during this specific time period in Destiny. And if it was the same, if you just replace the word Destiny with Pokemon and I log in to Pokemon and I go... Man, I didn't get Shiny Zygarde because I didn't play during June of 2018. Guess what? There's a huge difference between the two games. One of them, I can easily hack or get Shiny Zygarde up. The other one, I can't. There's nothing I can do to get those emblems. And both, at the end of the day, are just digital, cosmetic-looking things. <laughs> they, don't actually, or they aren't actually worth anything. But, to, but they are. It's, like, weird because, like, Shiny Pokemon, Pokemon in general, event Pokemon, they're not worth anything, but they are worth something. They're worth, they're worth like emotional feelings, I guess, which doesn't really have a value, but does have a value to people. I mean, the bigger difference between, I would say, something like Destiny and Pokemon is Pokemon and Nintendo in general, their currency is emotion. They like much more than Destiny. Like, you missed out on those emblems and they really don't do anything. But you also, like, when Destiny 3 comes out, you're not going to get them. Right? Like, your Destiny 2 emotes, your Destiny 1s that you paid for were in the in the garbage bin. And that I'm is so not... i about that. <laughs> I know you are. But, but that's the expectation they set up. Whereas Pokemon in particular, and Nintendo in particular, are very much the... We, you create a lasting emotional connection with us for a long term. And so, unlike looking at Destiny and saying, well, can I find somebody who can somehow hack past this, me not playing Season 3 because I really like those emotes that don't do anything, that there's a built-in understanding that this is only for the shelf life of that game. Unlike Pokemon, which is now... With Bank, this thing is for the rest of your life and maybe your kid's life and maybe your grandchildren's life. Like, they are they are peddling the currency of legacy and emotional connection. And we are paying the price for that currency. There's an extra price to pay that's unstated, and this is part of that. It's really like a lose-lose unless... It really I, is. As of right now, it's a lose-lose unless we get more information. Unless they go... Hey, Pokemon Bank is $5, but if you want Pokemon Bank plus cloud saves, which requires an online check when you do this or that or that, it's $10. But still, that's a separate price from the expectation that Switch games have 
cloud backup for $20 a year. And even even if they do get to that situation where they go, Pokemon Bank will do the cloud check, it's still kind of a lose-lose because you're paying a little bit more money. And I think yeah. at the end of the day, Pokemon players will, pl- will pay it because... I mean, I've met people that think the $5 a year is ridiculous, and they don't care that much about Pokemon. I mean, I've also met Pokemon players that they play through the game, they don't care about catching, they don't care about shiny hunting, they don't really care about battling, they experience the story, they're done. See ya, we'll see you in three years when the next one comes out, not going to transfer anything over, don't care, and that's fine. You can play how you want, but I think the people already paying for bank uh, will would probably jump ship to a higher tier if those if that tier offered... The benefits they are looking for it's an interesting dilemma i'm really bitter well, about I them mean, season it... three emotes <laughs> dude well, it's your own find fault somebody it's your own fault. skilled and, I, and make the other those different... illegal dark web transactions and get your emotes the other difference too to be fair that is if i missed shiny zygarde J- july of 2018 or i missed ash hat pikachu of fall of 2017 i can find somebody who did the extra work to do it to have extras to trade which is cool which i love but that kind of goes out the window if somebody's just sitting there just hexing everything and putting those out there but again it's a it's the illusion of time it's the currency that that a person who it's the value that a person, quote-unquote, went through all of the, quote-unquote, extra time to soft reset for 15 days to get 15 Hoopa that are all exactly the same versus a person who didn't take 15 days and still had the same, perfectly exactly the same Hoopa. It's the currency of time. And people really love putting a lot of weight on the currency of time. Yeah, you're not wrong. A wise man once said, time is no good on the clock. (laughs) Ah, yes! Time is no good on the clock. (laughs) We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Will, give us our Pokemon of the Week. This is going to be real tough on you guys. Oh, God, no. I apologize in advance. I wrote wrote a novel here. (laughs) Some Pokemon only evolve to their own detriment. In the specific subset of mushroom Pokemon, this can be said to happen quite frequently. What's one, what once started out as a cute little creature either loses its cuteness or is a representation of some horrific darker reality. Not even Gen 5 is an exception to this rule. It is rare for mushroom Pokemon to have a very unique to- type combination, but this week's Pokemon shares its typing with only two others, one of them being a legendary and the other only a fully evolved form. Notably, that fully evolved form was considered disappointing by many. Confusingly enough, this Pokemon does have arms, even though artistic representations of it frequently minimize their appearance. Even so, if you wish to have this Pokemon learn Focus Punch by breeding, you will have to chain the move through Snubble as one of the final parents. Luckily, there is a move tutor you can use in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Worry Seed is probably more common. This Pokemon can have Technician as its hidden ability. Technician increases the power of moves which have a power of 60 or less by 50%. A list of moves this Pokemon can learn that will benefit from Technician includes Absorb, Bullet Seed, Cut, False Swipe, Faint, Fling, Force Palm, Frustration, Grass Knot, 
Hidden Power, Low Sweep, Mock Punch, Mega Drain, Power Up Punch, Return, Rock Smash, Rock Tomb, Round, Snore, Tackle, and Wake Up Slap. While most mushroom Pokemon have large red and orange color patterns, this one is only largely red when it is shiny. Who's that Pokemon? I know. I think I know. <laughs> you want to go first, Greg? I think it's Breloom. I think it is also Breloom. You are both correct. Very yes. knowledgeable Pokemon folks. The lack of arms and the Focus Blast and the Technician was what technician I Technician is what got me. Really? Yeah, because there was a for a while when I was making like way back in Slack, we were doing like, let's make our own gyms. And like I was the grass gym. And so I was looking at unique grass types and what were the best uses and moves. And I remember Technician on Breloom as being something I was looking at. So like that to me, like the minute that came up, I'm like, oh, wait, this is when I was trying to make my grass gym. All right. Breloom is based on a mushroom, specifically the genus Agaricus, and its body structure re- resembles that of a kangaroo or a tyrannosaurus. The shapes of its head and tail resemble that of the armored dinosaurs. Oh, there it's, it's they said dinosaur, Pachycephalosaurus and Ankylosaurus, respectively. Mm. 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 I caught one in Pokemon Go yesterday, so oh, nice. that's oh, you did. What on mine. Yeah, there was so, one hanging out at the zoo. Nice. Trivia here. Breloom and its pre-evolved forms share the species name with Paris, Parasect, Fungus, and Amoongus. They're all known as the mushroom Pokemon. But isn't it funny that like Fungus and Shroomish and Paris are like all super cute. And then when they evolve, you're like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Go back. Well, Go, I don't want a Moongus. Well, I mean, in Parasect, it's because the mushroom has made Takes the bug over. a zombie. Yeah. So like it's zombie eyes. I love the fact that Parasect has those weird zombie eyes because the mushroom's like, I've eaten your brain. Yeah, I like Parasect a whole bunch. Um, I forget what Amoongus looks like compared to Fungus. Amoongus looks like, uh, let's just say, uh, oh. it, it, f- Fungus followed a very American diet. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's also doing duck lips. High calorie, low exercise. <laughs> but it's got shields for arms, so. Well, it's pretty it's okay. just more mushrooms. Good Pokemon Shuffle Sprite. Pokemon Shuffle knocked it out of the park. For Breloom, yeah. Yeah. I just, I find Breloom to just like be such a, a, like a unique Pokemon, right? Also because the two others that share its typing are, well, I'm not going to give it away, even though I almost just did. What are the other two that are fighting, uh, grass fighting? Well, Uh, my personal avatar is Verizian. Yes. And who's the other one? Fighting grass? Yeah, grass fighting. People it, were very it, disappointed in this guy. Crap. Or gal. Oh, oh chestnut. Chestnut. I'm like, it's a starter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you're like, I, I wish I had never evolved Chespin oh, into that horrible I kind of like the paladin chestnut. Eh. I like that the fact that they're European D&D archetypes. 
No, that's true. That's true. So speaking of um, Pokemon Go, how many shiny Moltres did you get, Greg? Uh, that would be zero, because I did not do the community day. What? I hate raid community days. Also, my D&D oh. group that hadn't met in like a month, I'm like, I'm not going to be the person that's going to hold this up, especially since I'm running the game. So I did that instead. Steve, how many shiny Moltres did you get? I got one. I got, not only did I get two, I got two in a row. Nice. This is the most insane thing I mean, ever. Not that this insane. is why we can't have nice things, because you hack Pokemon Go, Will. Yeah. I mean, I the, 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 odds, Go. the odds were significantly lower for this. So for Articuno Day, I'm pretty sure the odds were 1 in 19. Um, for Zapdos Day, I believe the calculated odds were about 1 in 13 to 1 in 14. I don't remember exactly. To let yesterday's community day was 1 in 10. So it was actually um, significantly lower. Um, and at least with the had... five people I went with, it was actually pretty accurate to be 1 in 10. But that's what the Silk Road reported from you know thousands of trainers who sent in their numbers. I think that works out because we had about, if you look at the battles independently, we probably had 40 raids done. I got two. Uh, and then other people, I think two other people got One. them. So maybe yeah, around there, sure. Yeah, because we did about we yeah, we did six we did sixty with our groups five times whatever fourteen or fifteen however many we did and we got we the group of five left with six. One person got two, the rest of us got one. But out of sixty, there was six given. So yeah, that was about right. I yeah. mean, obviously those those odds those that math never guarantees like oh you do ten you're guaranteed to get one. That's not the case. You can do thirty and get zero. It just means that you roll the ten-sided dice, die, and it never landed on the shiny side um, after 30 rolls, which is completely possible. It's like rolling a D6, you know, six times and never actually getting six. Yeah, and somebody probably told me this before and I just wasn't paying attention, but uh, I did not know that if you do have a shiny legendary bird or whatever, uh, it is a guaranteed catch. Yes. Well, unless you so, throw all your balls right to the ground, <laughs> but, you just, but, but you don't need to use a you don't need to waste a precious golden raspberry on that boy. I have I have to I have to use berries and catches right now. <laughs> you use a pineapple. Yeah, you'd use a pineapple on a shiny for sure. Uh, I will say though that I saw both on Reddit and on Twitter, and my own personal experience with my group that a lot of people were having connection issues, especially if you were on AT and T. Uh, this agreed. This past, no, I had that as well. There was we probably we did it, we ended up doing fourteen. We probably would have been able to do eighteen, nineteen. What I would say, like three specific gyms took up more than ten minutes of our time. We should have just left and moved on. But you spend the raid pass. You try to get it to work. It doesn't work. If somebody can't get in, you all back out. It was a hassle. Um, so I think a half hour was really half hour plus was just a lot of trouble going through. I'm surprised they didn't extend it but they probably saw like oh it was less than you know two percent of all players had issues so it is what it is but it's okay i mean whatever guess what pokemon go will recycle the same events for the rest of the time for the rest of time as long as they're making two million dollars a day you better believe they're gonna be recycling these events in the future <laughs> maybe not this year but yeah i mean i i don't worry about community days because i'm like eh. it'll come back <laughs> I, I <laughs> yep they're saving some money for you know the future 
All right, we'll be back next week. Uh, real quick, you made it to the end of the episode. Thank you, as always. Appreciate it. I will say that we recently moved the podcast feed. It is on a new server. We were using SoundCloud before. We are no longer using SoundCloud. I will continue to upload SoundCloud episodes probably for the remainder of the year, and then we're going to cut SoundCloud service altogether. Now, main question, why? SoundCloud is really great. It's been great. We've been using it for almost three years now. Uh, only I think we've had one major issue with SoundCloud when SoundCloud had like an outage for like two days. That being said, loved it. Provided great service, but there is a huge... At the end of the day, there's a huge war between SoundCloud and Spotify. Spotify now does podcasts. I would say that Spotify is arguably bigger than SoundCloud. And I think for us, it would it makes sense and it's more important to be on Spotify than SoundCloud. So if I have to choose between the two, I'm going to choose the one that's not only the bigger service, but also the service that at least acknowledges podcasts. Because <laughs> SoundCloud does not. I mean, SoundCloud's great. It's a beautiful web player. I The solution we moved to, I think, also has a beautiful web player. It was like the last six months of me researching, trying to find the right hosting, and making that jump. Uh, the last 250 episodes should be available on the new service. Um, it'll all be in the show notes, I'm assuming. Anything older than that, which I think is episode 160 and older, will not be on the new service yet. I have to manually upload those, but I was able to import the last 250. It's 160 episodes, which is a lot. 160 episodes, I don't think that are that great. I'll restore them, though. They will still stay archived on SoundCloud for now. They will also, should still somewhat exist. They should exist on the website, PokemonPodcast.com. They should still be there, too, so... We'll get to that. If for any reason, I don't know if you made it to the end of this episode and you're listening, you the, the everything should work smoothly on your end as a listener end. You should have done nothing. Your podcast should have updated normally because I moved it as seamlessly as possible. But if you have a friend that's having trouble, they probably have to may resubscribe. Should not. I've tested with the eight major podcasts listening things and everyone that I've talked to that uses it, including myself. The the feed is already updated, already good to go, so that should be fine. But um, we'll let you know when we're on Spotify. If there are a couple people out there that would prefer to listen to the show on Spotify, we will definitely let you know. But I think that is it. Uh, Greg is at White Wing on Twitter. Will is at Wash in the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. Follow the podcast on Twitter and stay up to date with stuff at Pokemon Podcast. Like, leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. You're more than welcome to. We're almost to a thousand reviews, which is really, really exciting. Uh, and we have some cool stuff with Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee coming up for the podcast in like 70 days. It's pretty close. Also, if you watch on Twitch, this podcast goes up on September 10th, but there will be a subathon. We will be doing some cool rewards and hopefully a brand new project on Twitch Friday, September 14th. Uh, stay tuned to Slack or Twitter or Facebook for exact times and actually what that project is. I have to order a bunch of equipment for it, so I'm not going to say what it is in case I can't get the equipment to, uh, one, arrive on time, and two, work in time. But we're going to be doing a subathon on uh, September 14th on Twitch if you want to hang out, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. Thank you, Greg. Thanks. Thank you, Will. You're welcome, as always.
And this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super Mushroom. That's going to gross Irene out. <laughs> Why? She doesn't, doesn't like mushrooms? Anymore. Oh. She hates mushrooms. Yeah, mushrooms hates are them delicious. a lot. Oh, I love them. I don't like mushrooms. I eat, I eat them uncooked. Yum. Whoa! A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening. 